welcome to Kingwood United Methodist Church. Thank you for joining us today. Wherever you're listening from and whatever service you're listening to, we strongly believe because of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, there is always more to life. So as we, as we enter into this space, uh, we, we come to this, uh, this message of, of Christ, uh, a message that is familiar to all. Right? We've all heard the story of, of baby Jesus, and we've heard the story of, of joy to the world, and the angels who, who sing the praises of God, and the shepherds who come to this infant child. But sometimes, sometimes what we expect isn't quite what we get. You know, sometimes things don't turn out quite as we expected. Like I said, I didn't expect to be preaching today, but uh, sometimes... We don't necessarily get exactly what we expect. Our expectations, when we enter into situations, oftentimes are based out of what we have known before, what we've perceived, right? The things that we have experienced up to that place. Uh, Early on in in my wife and I's marriage, uh, most of our arguments came from expectations, We had expectations of one another. We had expectations, especially around the holidays, of what those traditions might look like. Uh, I know that uh, her her experience with Christmas and Christmas morning and the Christmas traditions were very different than mine. Uh, When when her family would open presents, they would go to church and then they'd come back home and and usually the kids would convince the parents, her parents, to, uh, to open all of their presents on Christmas Eve night. And they would, just, they would just ravage through the, the presents. Uh, and, and at the end, they'd all like get around and celebrate all these, all these things that they got. You know, it, it, but in my family, uh, things looked very, very different. Uh, in my family, uh, we had a tradition around everything. On Christmas morning, the present opening time took like seven hours. I mean, it was, it was each present was, was carefully opened. Uh, oftentimes, my grandma was there. She would make sure that you, you didn't tear the paper because she wanted to save it for next year, right? Uh, everybody would, would take a picture with their present after it was opened. Uh, you would go and give, give a hug and say thank you to the person that, that gave you the gift. And, and, then, the next, and then you'd even open the, the package and play with the gift a little bit. And everybody would kind of gather around. And the next person would open. And then, then we'd take a break for uh, for this, our second meal of the day, uh, Christmas brunch, and then, you know, it, and so this process would go on for hours and hours and hours. Well, I remember the first time that, um, that I brought Abby to my family's house to experience Christmas. Um, she woke up kind of disheveled and didn't put me- makeup on and was kind of grungy, and, and everybody else came from their separate places all done up because they knew the pictures were coming. And after about an, about an hour of this experience, she gave me this look that said, how dare you not inform me of this process? You see, oftentimes uh, we experience the, we expect what we, what, what is common. We expect what, what we kind of grew up with. We expect the things that, that we are comfortable with. But oftentimes, things turn out different than we expect. I don't think that Mary expected to be pregnant out of wedlock. I don't think she expected that when she'd enter into Bethlehem, that there would be no room at the inn. 
but how we respond in the midst of, of unmet expectations depends on our roots. Right, we read those, all of those scriptures that tell, tell the story of Jesus, the, the story of faith all the way back to the very beginning that show God's faithfulness time and time and time again. And all of those roots are what allowed Mary and Joseph in those moments to respond in the ways that they did. Our faith is dependent on those past experiences. In our text today, uh, John illuminates this idea a little bit further in calling Jesus the light of life. And so you have, if you have your, your, your Bible, uh, we're going to be in John chapter 1, 1 through 14. It's John chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. It says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through Him all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and through the world and though the world was made through him the world did not recognize him He came to that which was his own but his own did not receive him Yet to all who did receive him to those who believed in his name he gave the right to become children of God children born not of natural descent nor of human decision nor of husband's will but born of God and Hear this church the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. This is the word of God for you and me, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Father God, take these words, God, and make them uh, for us a transformation. God, that as we read the holy and living word of God, that you might do a work within our lives. Because we believe that there is power in scripture, that you meet us in the midst of the living and active word of God. And so God, as we interact with you, God, would you mold us and shape us, transform us into your creations. In your son's precious and holy name we pray. Amen. The story of Christmas is, is that light illuminates darkness, that Christ came into the midst of a dark, darkened world and brought an everlasting light. In a, in a few minutes at the end of our service, uh, we're going to do one of my favorite traditions. We're going to take the candle, we're going to take the light of Christ and we're going to pass it amongst ourselves and the light of Christ will illuminate the children of light. And in, the dark, in, in a dark place, the light of Christ will shine.
This is an image of the gospel. This is an, a beautiful image of what it means for in this John 1, 1 text. It goes all the way back to the very beginning in Genesis 1. It's a hyperlink all the way back that shows the, the faithfulness of God, the, the first love and grace of God where he spoke and there was light in the world. In the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. We see this contrast between light and darkness. Jesus, the child king and the Emmanuel is born. In verse four in our text, it says, in him was life and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. It is a fulfillment of all of scripture in this one baby child. The light of Christ is offered to all, to each and every one of us. Verse nine says the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Not, to, not just to some, not just to the elect, not just to those who were worthy of it, but, but the true light came into the world, came to all, to every single last one of us. That's hope. Even those, even those who chop, chose to deny and neglect the light, that didn't recognize the light, that didn't recognize that Jesus was who the, the, the scriptures had been talking about all up until that point, to those who denied it. They chose to live in darkness and rejected the light. Don't we do that? We do this all the time. I know I, know I operate oftentimes in this way. I, I, I operate in this, this, this place where, uh, where I, I choose sometimes just to, to not flip on the lights, but I choose to, to walk in the darkness. I mean, even as simply as uh, when I get up from, be from bed in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, right, do we flip on the light? No. We just walk straight, straight to the bathroom, right? It's this... This, we, we're familiar with this situation. We're familiar with this circumstance. And so we, so we walk in the darkness in these places where we are familiar, in familiar waters. Thanks again for joining us for today's message. We will return to the sermon in a moment. But first, we would like to ask for you to rate, share, and subscribe to our podcast. We believe God is doing some amazing things here at KUMC, and your feedback helps our church to reach new listeners that we wouldn't otherwise be able to reach. Now, let's get back to the work. I was, uh, early on in my youth ministry uh, career, I was uh, at UM Army, and uh, we had a, a kind of an obnoxious, kind of rowdy group of, of kiddos. Um, and it was, uh, it was one night, and this is my first UM Army. First UM Army. I'm this young 23-year-old youth pastor. And uh, they're, they're kind of acting up. Uh, it's getting late, getting late. And um, the, 
the mentor keeps, keeps coming in, the chaperone keeps coming in and saying, hey, there's, they're being, being obnoxious, being, being rowdy. I say, it'll be okay, don't worry about it. Finally, he comes in and says, they're, now they're starting to talk back to me. And I'm like, okay, now I gotta step in, right? Now I gotta, I gotta be the, the, the boss here. And so I walk in to this room, it's pitch black. And uh, I, know, I know the setup of this room, right? Uh, I was the one that set the room up. And so, uh, so I, I use my big boy voice, I go, Kenny. I start walking up to the front of the room, operating in, in this dark space that I'm familiar with. I'm comfortable with this. And uh, as I'm walking forward, I, uh, I'm, I'm getting close to where they are, and I can, see, I can see them, and I can see the fear in their eyes. And then uh, I swear this kid wasn't there before, but I stepped right on his stomach. He's laying down in his sleeping bag. Step right on his stomach, uh, trip and fall, I, I, I land on the altar of uh, right up there and uh, I hit my, the corner of my head on the altar. And uh, they, they hear this, this, this tumbling thud and they flip on the lights. And, uh, and, and they, I hear this gasp and uh, I, there's like blood like dripping down my face and, uh, and you better believe, you better believe they were quiet uh, when, I, when I yelled at them in this, this painful cry, go to bed. <laughs> you know, we've, we've all been offered the light of Christ. And sometimes we choose, maybe even unintentionally, to live life without the light of Christ. You know, I've seen this time and time again. Over the past year, especially as families have come back to the church after being, being away from the church in, uh, in the season of COVID, they found themselves stepping on the metaphorical Legos in the middle of the night as they've been operating in spaces that seem comfortable, that seem familiar. And all of a sudden, they find themselves in a place that they didn't expect to be. They find themselves in, in, in need of, of flipping on the light where they can't navigate the circumstances that are around them. In need of flipping on the light to navigate the failing marriages or the, the crippling anxiety or the feelings of emptiness. They find themselves in a place that they didn't expect to be. And they go seeking for light. But the promise that we see here in Scripture, we, the promise that we see in John is that, that Christ desired to dwell among us. Not just to be a temporary light switch in the midst of, of a darkened situation, but, but that, the, that his presence was to be permanent with us. That he desired to meet us in the midst of a darkened world so that we might be able to navigate the situations and circumstances before we were find, found ourselves stumbling over the Legos in the darkened room. He promised us 
that for those who chose the light, for those who received the light, recognized and received the light, that he would make us children of God and that we would have an eternal dwelling with him. Verse 14 is the the key to this text. It says, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Made his dwelling among us so that we might see his glory, the glory of the one and only son. His hope for us in this season is not an intermittent light flipped on every once in a while. His hope for us in this season is that we might experience life and life to the fullest in the light. And that as we, as we live obedient lives in the light, we avoid the sleeping child on the floor as we march to the front of the room because we can see it. We avoid the negligence or missteps or selfish behavior that, that leads to broken relationships. When li- and, and sometimes when life just happens, when we are living inside of the light, things may still happen in our situation, in our circumstances that are outside of our control. But in those seasons... In those moments, if we are living in the light instead of living in the darkness, we're able to respond like Mary did and when, when her world was shaken, when everything that she expected changed, we're able to say, God, let it be so according to your word. We're able to say, okay, God, I trust you. God, I know that you're walking with me in the midst of this. God, I know that you are surrounding me with a community of faith to walk through this season. For those of us who may have walked into this space in a season where we feel like we're stumbling in the darkness and we're seeking, maybe seeking that light, seeking for the light switch to flip it on so that we can begin to navigate this this brokenness that we find ourselves in the midst of. I want to give you just a a disclaimer that when we flip on the light in the midst of those broken situations, the light of Christ is not an instant fix to all of our problems. It's a guide. It helps us to navigate the world that we're in. It's a supernatural presence that brings healing, that brings sustenance, that brings peace. It it can lead you to community and support in the midst of those seasons. The hope of Christ, it doesn't always sound triumphant in the moment. Sometimes there's grief in the waiting. Sometimes there's pain in the healing but we at, at Kingwood Methodist Church would love to be that, that, a part of that healing community to help walk through some of those darkened spaces. That is the mission and vision of the church, is to be a light of Christ in a darkened world. So church, as we close today, as we lean into this Christmas season, 
with communion, a celebration of, 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 of Christ's death and resurrection. As we, as we close tonight with the lighting of the candles to be the light of Christ, my prayer is that each and every one of us would welcome the indwelling light of Christ into our daily lives. Not just the intermittent light switch in the midst of, of hard seasons. My prayer is that the light of Christ might illuminate our story. That our house, our homes might be filled with love, peace, and hope of Christ as he lights our lives. Thank you.